Hey, Starburns listeners, Ben Schwartz here, and I'm here to plug. Here I go. I am in a new movie with Noel Wells on Netflix. It is called Happy Anniversary. It is out right now. You All you have to do is basically go on your computer or whatever device you want. You just click on it, and there we are. It's, it's me. It's Noel Wells, and it's the story of a couple on their three-year anniversary. They wake up, and on that moment, Noel's character is done. She feels like she doesn't think she can take any more of the relationship. And throughout the course of the movie, which takes place in over the course of 24 hours, you flash back to all the good, the bad everything that encompasses this relationship to try to find out if these two actually will stay together or if they won't stay together. It's right now. It is a romantic comedy. Me and Noel Wells, written, directed by Jared Stern. Netflix, happy anniversary. Starburns, lots of words, ending with exclamation. When's it going to end? It just did. Another tag. And now it's done. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kelberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. You know what time it is, don't you? That's right, it's Drinky Fun Time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. That's right, grab a drink and chill out. Welcome to the show, I'm Dan Dunn alongside a woman who is a paragon of patience and virtue. Emma Patterson. That's not Hi. me. I know I've that never is been described you. like that. Uh, we're at the, is it the Ponte? Is that how you say the Ponte? Ponte? Yeah. We're at the Ponte. It's a marvelous Italian restaurant uh, in Los Angeles. I can't, we're going to describe the scene in a little bit, but, uh, but first let me tell you, uh, joining us in just a few minutes is a culinary maestro behind this fine establishment and many others, uh, Chef Scott Conan. Yeah. Woo! Gonna be here in a minute. He's gonna be here. He is. He uh, is. We're also gonna He's be busy. joined by one of the most talented barmen in all the land. He is the Bombay Hospitality Group's director of bar programs, and he's a, an old friend of ours. Yeah. And I mean old. When you see him, he's he looks. White. He's yeah. He's balding. And, uh, Ryan Wainwright. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna be here. Um, he's a big deal. On this here episode, we're going to delve into the bitter liqueur known as Amari. Which is not to be confused with amore, which is what you feel when a romance falls apart and you get bitter, Emma. You know about that, right? You know about that. Oh, I know you about You get all romantic romance. and then get all sad at the same time. 
Let me take a sip of my drink. Where is it? Oh, there we go. What uh, are you drinking, Dan? Uh, this is a Negroni. And, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about Negronis, too. And, and we're going to play a drinking game, uh, for a specially designed drinking game for Scott Conant. And if all goes well, we'll finally take home the championship trophy. Yeah. What? There's a trophy? Yeah, there is. You ready to do this? Yes. Yeah, okay. So uh, I was, you know, I was going to talk about something, but you know what? I, I think we should just bring on the guests first. He, uh, he's got a career spanning 30 years. He's opened some of the best restaurants in America, and we're going to let him tell you about some of those restaurants in a minute. He's a regular judge on Chopped. Which I think that's like the biggest show, right? On the food on the, network, that's the biggest yeah. show on the Food Network, and uh, three cookbooks. It's published three, three. cookbooks. Yep, new Italian cooking, bold Italian, and the Scarpetta cookbook. And you know what? I could say one thing: having met this guy, he's charming as all hell. Scott Conant. Woo, Scott! Scott is here with his charming fabulous hair. Is all hell. Hello. Yeah. yeah. These these headphones are ruining my hair, by the way. No, <laughs> you, you do have good hair. No one looks good in these headphones yet. Your hair. So does. I feel like Princess Leia, for what it's worth. So. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Welcome for, uh, to the Ponte. Us. Yeah. yeah. This is it's, it's amazing. It's fun, right? right? It's. I'll, I'll tell you. I I was here a few weeks ago. I don't live in L.A., unfortunately, but I was here a few weeks ago, and I walked into the dining room, and I was like, what are we, giving stuff away here? What the yeah. hell is going on? People are, like, hanging from the rafters. It's busy as all get out. This is uh, a It's a good problem to have. Thursday night in Los Angeles, and it is it is bustling this, in here. Yeah, there were, like, act- yeah. actors and actresses here a little while ago. Well, we're in the middle of Hollywood. Well, West Hollywood. So this is yeah. where they all live this and is, hang out. Yeah, this is where the Yeah, cool, where are we? We're cool on Beverly Boulevard in Sweetser. That's you right. want to come here, Beverly Boulevard right. and Sweetser? Just come in and tell them that uh, that Scott sent you. Yeah, make sure make sure that say that Scott said he'd give you give you them a good table. That's, right. That's it. Yeah. Scott said he'd make his specialty spaghetti. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that pasta, Pomo- that pasta, Pomoro, is it? Pomodoro. Yeah, Pomodoro. Pom- Pomodoro. Oh, yeah, good it's, God. it's a good one. I want to uh, I want to talk about something. And I want Scott to jump in on this. So right. a while back we had uh, not really a while back, like it would have two weeks ago. We had uh, Anthony Bourdain was on the show, and uh, I asked him a question about how he likes to drink scotch, how he enjoys his scotch, and this is what he said. This is here's the little exchange right here. Now with scotch, how do you enjoy your scotch? First of all, do you, uh... I'm sure the Valvani people don't like it when I say it, but ordinary, unless it's something really, you know, rare and high end, like this, I'll, I'll put a rock or two in. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. That was it. I'll put a rock or two in it. So next thing you know, and and we were kind of excited about this, Emma. We start getting. A lot of press. We did. Right? A lot of press. Esquire were excited. The for media us. starts picking up on this thing, and we're you know a new show, and we're just happy to be getting the press. But so, for instance, Esquire was the first one, and their headline was Anthony Bourdain drinks his scotch on the rocks, whether you like it or not. Okay. <laughs> and Esquire was kind of good about oh, it, but then then dear. came Food and Wine, and Food and Wine wrote an article, and they said that while on the show, quote, he revealed some of his more controversial drinking habits so all the, the independent and travel and wow. leisure and wow. they start they from that little thing yes. that you just heard they extrapolated that anthony bourdain is telling the world how to drink scotch yes. and all of these scots period getting up in arms to the point where uh bourdain himself had tweeted respond. about it and said all these cretinous websites suggesting i would tell people how to drink their scotch are being willfully disingenuous 
I can understand um, what people are saying about that, but it's interesting to me that all the distillers will say, at least they've said it to me, just like they've said it to you, it doesn't matter how you drink it. Just drink it. Just drink right? it. Right? Yeah. Just drink the stuff. So to that yeah. end, I had Ryan, uh, Ryan Wainwright, who's going to be joining us a little Big bit. Big God. He made, me up a little, he made me up a little scotch here. Is that prosciutto? It's scotch. I have a giant ice cube in it. And then there's a straw with a flower on the end and some prosciutto and a cherry. And I'm going to drink it like this, and I'm going to enjoy dip, it. Dip, dip the prosciutto. What kind of scotch is that? I, is that doers? <laughs> smells like chicken. No, uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, Using my nose, which is, by the bob, way, my then. nose is insured by Sotheby's. I don't know if you know this. but I did um, not know that. <laughs> oh, it's a bit bunged up, yeah, isn't it? Uh, this, is a, this is a Balvenie, I think. This is a Balvenie. That's, that's impressive. That Scott's you, like, that it's you're... really impressive because we don't carry it. Yeah, no. yeah well, uh, I don't think we have that in, in house, it oh. I, I, It's also impressive that you oh. snorted that. Snorted it, <laughs> and then look, and you, take, <laughs> and you take a piece of this prosciutto. Oh, I want to party with oh, that guy. Oh, my God. Straight in the mouth. I love it. Yeah, it shuts you up for a second, at least. I love scotch. I would you, would you so ever, mm. you know, you just eat, be quiet. Would you ever think about using meats and whiskey like that? I would never do that. Okay, never. not literally <laughs> dumping meat in the whiskey. But like, you know, dunking it. But cooking with it? <laughs> would fat you washing cook it? With something? Fat washing. Oh. You know, finishing some sauces with a good scotch, that's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, why not? But would that's you beautiful. dare use one of your prized Macallan scotches? Um, maybe a twelve, not oh. the, you know, maybe not that. Maybe a fifteen. If I, it, it depends on the table. So how, when you say that though, how would you do? So what would it be like? I, I'm such a, I don't know much about cooking. So when you say you're going to finish it with some scotch, I, what would you do? So if I had a sauce already done, or let's say if I were to have lamb, a lamb kind of lends itself to a scotch, right? Yeah. If it were braised, we have a lamb neck on the menu here. So if we were to braise that, and then as we plate it, we have the sauce that the lamb was braised in. We'd strain it and then maybe finish it with a few splashes of scotch so you get the nuances of the scotch inside the oh, sauce as it's good. finished. Can we get yeah. some of that now? Is there we could do whatever back you want. there in the kitchen? I know it, Jesus, guy. that I know. We might good. be able to work it out. Yeah. <laughs> what about cooking with wine? You cook with wine? Oh, yeah. We cook with yeah. wine all the time. But I'm one of those low and slow when it comes to cooking with wine. Because you, you want to keep all the booze in there. I, yeah. Now, you know what? I don't like the flavor of raw wine oh. in food. So people who make spaghetti, like spaghetti with clams, and they'll add white wine to it and stuff. I don't do that. You don't like I that? Don't, I don't like that. I don't like the raw flavor. I think uh, white wine needs to cook out for quite some time. Okay. Yeah. I'm very particular. Yeah, well, that, hey, that's why you've got. Sorry. This is why you got to where you are right now. From I being just very particular. I just don't want to sound like a douche. No. Nope. <laughs> oh no, you're not a douche. Although, can I just say, you know about bar crawls. Are you going to call him a douche right no, now? No, no. Oh. Wait. Yeah. You know about bar crawls, right? You've been on a bunch. What is this? Thing? What is this? What are you saying? What are you saying? This fine gentleman. Back, backless. A bar back, crawl. Backless. A bar crawl. Oh, bar crawls. Bar crawl. <laughs> You got to work on your American. I'm Emma. awful. I'm telling you, I can't understand. No, you're great. You're great. Yeah. Keep keep going. Have you ever been on a pasta crawl? <laughs> a pasta crawl? Mm-hmm. No, they exist. Do you know who has? Scott Conant. He's been on a pasta crawl. What he is it? Yeah. What like is a pasta crawl? Sixteen pastas. Oh, we in had like we it. had so many pastas that day. We went to three different restaurants: Centro Downtown, Mozza in uh, in West Hollywood, and then we went to Venice. We went to Felix, Evan oh. Funke's restaurant, and we. I, I, I would take the over on 16 pastas. We must have had 20 pastas that night. And it Whoa. was, I was so, it was, it was amazing. And we had a lot of great food. But I was so disgusted with myself. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> 
What's the next morning home. like? And you I was just, like, yeah. oh, what an, I'm an animal. What is wrong with me that I, I would know. continue to eat like but that? But you actually, given that obviously we're in an Italian restaurant right yeah. now, and that is, Italian food is, is where you really focus with your food. Yeah. But you don't really eat that much pasta. I, I can't. I don't oh. eat the size of this table if I, yeah. You can't. Oh. Damage it took me a done. week to kind of get over that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what drew you to why why Italian food? In the, is it just the the family background? Well, or? yeah, my mother's family is from Italy, so hence the name of the restaurant, the Ponte. Ponte in Italian means bridge, but the reason why we call this the Ponte is my grandparents are from a very small town in Italy called Ponte Landolfo. And for some reason, unbeknownst to all of us, uh, we're not sure why, but all these people from Ponto Lindolfo immigrated to Waterbury, Connecticut, where I grew up. Yeah. Um, and they would refer to themselves and others as Pontis. So uh, there's even a, 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 a social club there called the Ponti Club, and it's, it's only for people who um, have relatives or, or ancestors of uh, people from Ponto Lindolfo. So that's where the name, the Ponte, came from, because my grandparents were Pontes, and I'm technically, I guess I'm... You're a bi-Ponte, semi-Ponte? Yeah. Ponte light? Are you Ponte light, or are you <laughs> full Ponte? <laughs> my uh, father's family came to this country in 1622 um, and founded Salem, Massachusetts, from England. Wow. So if you ever go to Salem, there's a huge statue of a guy named Roger Conant. That's my so great-grandfather. So this is where we get our, our press clip. Scott Conan's family <laughs> hung a bunch of witches in Salem. That was, That's the line. Is that That's what it was? Yes. That, that was, that was in Do you want to come clean? Do you want to come clean right now? No. I don't, I don't need that kind of drama on me. You know? <laughs> the last thing I want are like a bunch of people giving me the malocchio, the, the yeah. evil eye. Okay. <laughs> what, although that's something I would like to ask you. Is there a temptation to be a bit of a a bit of a bastard in terms of not something chefs could get away with like a badass persona a bit of a snarly side well I, I like that we can drop F-bombs here yeah. so I'm gonna I'm, I, may, I, may, I may do that well I yeah. won't my mum's listening well I, I'm, I'm, I apologize to your mom <laughs> for my dirty mouth no you can yeah. I just can't okay yeah. I, 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 let's put it this way um, we get challenged a lot as a judge You're, you know we're there to, to, to not critique or criticize but but the way I look at it is somebody gives me some plate, a plate of food, I want to help them be better, right? And sometimes, you know, some people deal with criticism better than others. I'm You're being, talking about I'm, I'm, I'm chopped. People, yeah. I'm chopped. So, you know, I, I tend to, I, you know, I, I try to be nice when I, when I criticize the food or, or tell them how they, if there's an opportunity for betterment, let's say. But, you know, so often they don't want to hear that. So, you know, they chose this. I didn't. Sure. So I'm, I, you know, if they want to get snarky, if they want to <laughs> kind of, if they want to, you know, kind of bring, I'm, I'm not scared. Let's it. put it that way. You don't seem scared. I'm not fucking well, scared. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. This is the difference. And you came up the hard way. And I don't mean that. You, you were working in the business when there was no such thing as the food network. And it That's wasn't right. like, and now it's like half these people that are coming in, it's not about the joy of cooking. It's about the joy of how do I get famous, right? And well, you know, it's funny. I did. I had an interview the other day, exactly about this. And you know, you're right. There was no. When I was coming up, you're right. It was the the mid '80s. There was the Galloping Gourmet. There was Julia Child. Maybe Jacques Pepin, if you if you you know if you were yeah. fancy and you had yeah. public television. PBS, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't have. And, or there was like a guy named Jeff Smith, 
who was later convicted of child molestation. I mean, these aren't necessarily nice. the people that I wanted. Yeah. I didn't want to be like Jeff Smith. Let's you put don't want to be like So when I had the opportunity. His candy dishes it <laughs> took on a weird meaning well, after that, that whole thing. The happened. van yeah. that he drove around was yeah. weird. <laughs> 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 oh. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Bad go. joke. Are we going there now? Can we, we edit that? The Negronis. The Negronis taking me there already. Carry on. Sixth sense of humor. So the anyway, the point is is that there was no glamour when we started working in this in this industry. We were working seventy eight I went to high school, I was working sixty hours a week, plus going to high school. Yeah. I went to a, a, a vocational school in Waterbury, Connecticut called Caner Tech. And I would take culinary arts and then I would go to work. And I would work eighteen hours on the weekend, Saturday, eighteen hours on Sunday, and I would work every night and it kept me out of trouble. But there was no glamour, we were just working our asses off. Because we love the game. We love the camaraderie. We love being inside the restaurant. We love the interaction with one another. We like hanging out after work. Now, people have this agenda of like, okay, I want to be famous. And there was no, that was, that was not in the cards for That was for not us. there. So let me ask yeah. you, how did it happen for you? When was the moment when somebody approached you and said, we want to put you on TV? <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's a story that I can't necessarily share, you but must. I'll, I'll, share piece, I'll share Please pieces do. of it. I so was I was asked to do a show very early on when when this stuff all started, and I said no because chefs didn't do that. Were well, you stuff. worried that it would hurt your legitimacy? Maybe exactly because I was the type of guy who had my face in the plate in the kitchen working inside you my restaurants all chef. the time. That's right, yeah. and so I didn't. I, don't, I didn't have a personality for television as far as you I was still concerned. Don't, but look how far you can. <laughs> now you're on our podcast, though. You're, you're almost there. Cheeky. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting there. One of these days, someday I'll be like Anthony Bourdain. That is, by the way, that's, that's right. the cheekiest thing you've ever said on the show. You brought up a pedophile. Yeah, I can say right. anything you're I want. You're picking a fight with Scott oh, Conant right now. I love it. Nice Bring it on, baby. Yeah. I told you I'm not scared. Right. Let's go. Look at this. I'm going to flip it. this fucking table over. She's all fired up now. You don't realize my silent laugh is coming out, and I wish it wasn't because I am laughing right now. No. All right. Anyway, so yeah, there was there was no there was no glamour back then. We just worked our asses off, and, and the glamour was that we got to do it every day, and we loved we loved doing it, right? Yeah. Now people are going to culinary school so that they could start a career. Now uh, actors who can't make it in acting are now trying to be on the Food Network trying with the next the Food, food Network, Network yeah. star. And, and by the way, it's fine. Everybody got to make a living. Sure. But you know, let's not lose sight of the fact that. You know, there's what they do, and then there's what we as chefs truly do. But right? you, though, you. So you turn the first TV thing down, but then when do you go, yeah. all right, I'm going to do this? Hey, so I got a phone call one day from Chopped, um, and they said, listen, we're doing this new show. We don't know what's going to happen with it. They called nine of us. There were nine, nine judges, still is. And, uh, and, and I said, okay, you know what? I said no the first time. I'm going to say yes right now. And uh, who Did knew? someone kick you up the ass and say, don't say no again, for Just the me. love of God? Just myself. Okay. It really was a tough decision, though. I have to be honest with you. I, I had to take a really hard look in the mirror and say, do I want to do that? Can I still be a legitimate, real chef if I, if I'm, if I have, have a face on television? And the way I came to kind of... <laughs> it's all about what can I swallow, you know? How, yeah, how, yeah. Where's my integrity lie? How much of a whore am I really? Sure. Right? So I, the way I looked at it was very simple. I just said... I have to think of television as an advertising platform for the restaurants that I have. Absolutely. Right? And, it's, and if, if I think of it any other way as I want to be famous, then I'm a dick and I don't deserve it. You know yeah. what I mean? But I truly do believe that it's an advertising platform. It's a marketing platform. 
as it was intended originally. Have you ever felt that it's intruded upon your... So is there ever a time when... So when we, for instance, when we came in, you're in the kitchen. You're, like, doing your thing. I mean, as soon as you walk out, people zero in on you, right? Do you ever feel sometimes, like, man, I just, I just want to fucking cook? You well, know, like, then I'll just... Yeah. That's the best thing about it. I could hide in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's really easy. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the best thing about being a chef in general is... Um, I could be completely extroverted when I need to be and introverted as I normally am when I, when I want to be because yeah. I could hide. I could just hide, hide behind the line. You it's also, okay. I don't think there's any shame in, in being a celebrity when people are learning from what you are telling them. Like mm. you are only sharing your knowledge, which they'd have to go to a college or a training to I get otherwise. I never, ever ever think of myself as a celebrity. I am a cook. I'm at first and foremost. I happen to spend time on television, but I am not a celebrity. I'm not. Brad Pitt's a celebrity. I'm not, I'm clearly not Brad Pitt. By the way, there's like five, there's probably 50 people in this restaurant. They're all looking googly-eyed over at you right now. I disagree. You are <laughs> famous, my friend. You, well, maybe not a celebrity, but you are famous. People are watching you but it's maybe big, because you have the headset on, it might be that. Why that yeah. guy? Why did he why? come in an apron? Why is he why in you have dinner in an apron? Um, what do you got? Uh, <laughs> you've written three books. How did well, you do that? How did you pull that off? I, I had a writer. Oh. Yeah. So I would say that you know they would they would call me the author and her the writer. I think that's the way. <laughs> well, she wrote it, but your knowledge was on the page. That's right. That's right. I tried to to convey. What little knowledge I have. And again, you are a chef. You're pretty busy. I'm a bit. I'm. I'm very busy. I have a few restaurants that we've. I actually, this year has been one of the busier years of my life. We've. We, I opened up three restaurants in the first quarter of of the year. So I opened one in Phoenix, uh, this one here, both in February, and then in April I opened in Fus Fusco in New York City. So wait, you split your time between Phoenix and Arizona, That's New right. York on the East Coast, and L.A. on the West Coast. You That's sure it's right. not Fusco? Fusco. Because I call it Fusco. Yeah. Call it whatever you want. I'm from as Philly, as like, Fusco. Fusco. Call it whatever you want. Yeah, all right. Fusco. Fusco. Are right, you fine. sure? Right, I'm just sure. making sure you're sure. I call it Fusco, but you okay. can call it whatever you want. What would I say, then? How's it spelled? F-U-S-C-O. Hey, no cursing on this show. F-U. Hey, hey, watch it. <laughs> you, know what I, yeah. you know what I feel like doing, Emma? A game. What do you think this is? Some kind of game? Oh, yeah, it is some kind yeah. of game. Yeah, we, you guys must be every time. connected. <laughs> I know, you like this? We're going to play the Scott Conant drinking game. Have you ever played it before, Scott? I, listen. You've not played you it. talk about me, I am happy to listen. Okay, That's so Scott, <laughs> Scott is uh, working tonight, so he's not going to be uh, doing this, so... Instead, here's how the rules of the Scott Conan drinking game are going to go. We're going to be asked. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Yes. If you and I have this, um, I have an Amaro Lucano in my hand right here. I'm going to open this up, and what's going to happen is this: if you get the question right, yes, I have to take this shot that I'm pouring right now of Amaro, which we're going to talk about what Amaro is with Ryan Wainwright shortly, and I'm pouring another one here for Emma, and if you get it wrong, Emma's got to do it. Okay. Do it. Do, do it. How gorgeous are By these glasses? By the way, glasses? those glasses are spectacular. Really nice they must cost glasses. a freaking fortune. Who paid for those? Jesus. Did you pay for these? I Scott? didn't pay for that stuff. I hope that guy Ryan brought them with him. <laughs> brought he brought them with him. him. <laughs> yeah. He's going to take them home with him at the end of the night. Well, just before we continue, because Amaro is, it, it is Italian, isn't it? It is. Yes. So it are is. these Italian glasses? 
Yes, of course they are. Amaro's made with <laughs> generally made with grape, no grape brandy that is infused with herbs and aromatics. That's right. And then they sweeten it a little bit. Uh, the best known Amaro is probably Campari. Uh, yes. And uh, the Argentinians, Argentinian friend here sitting with us. Do you know the Argentinians' national drink is uh, Fernet and Coke? Fernet I, and Coke. I did not know that. I, and I know why. They're not a discerning people. Yeah. I know why. Argentina. <laughs> yes. I know why. Why? College, how do you know? How college, do you know this? College students were boycotting whiskey because of the Falklands War. Interesting. And so they were all turned on to Fernet instead. No kidding. That is that is phenomenal knowledge. That by is the way. really Very impressive. Did, did you did you go to the library for that? How I did, did. Find that out. I, Jesus. I got that really early in the That's day. Really. This is why Emma's here. <laughs> That's clear. For the historical significance you didn't of even feed me that, the stuff that we're drinking. She's the intellectual heavy. Clearly. All right, Scott Conan, yeah. are you ready yes. to play the Scott Conan drinking game? Yeah. All right, here we go. Question number one. You were born in Waterbury, Connecticut. Let me turn this computer. I don't want you to cheat. Yeah. You were born in Waterbury, Connecticut. Which of the following people of note is not <laughs> from your hometown? Not from your hometown. Oh, you better not get this wrong. If you get it wrong. I'm sure I'm going to get it wrong. If you get it wrong, Emma's drinking. If you get it right, I'm drinking. Okay, Here we good. go. Number one, Bob Crane, the late star of Hogan's Heroes. Bob Crane. Yes. Bob Crane. Poor Bob Crane was bludgeoned to death in Scottsdale, Arizona, but Bob Crane. Is that num- true? It's true. It's Got Really crazy. They made a movie about it with Greg Kinnear. Uh, number two, famous photographer Annie Leibovitz. Annie Leibovitz. Shot tons Many of babies. Rolling Stone. Very yes. small, naked the, babies. The famous picture of Pete right. Townsend with his hip bleeding. Number three, actor Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Or number four, former Major League Hall of Famer Jimmy Pearsall. One of those people is oh. not from Waterbury, oh. Connecticut. He's not looking, Who is it? Uh, Annie Leibovitz is not from Waterbury, Connecticut. Are you Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. That is your final There's answer. There's no on way this. that level of talent came out of that town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Am I wrong? Is she You're from wrong. Waterbury? She is from Waterbury. Really? Oh, the sugar, correct Becky. answer is Paul, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti is from New Haven, Connecticut. No kidding. You Paul know Giamatti. what? I just want to share something with you, Scott. Yes. This is the first time a guest has got an, an answer wrong. Is Tells that right? Tells me that you're a little biased this time around, Dan. Got it wrong? Well, massively hey, wrong. Hey, by the way, do that shot, will you? Come on. You know the rules of the game. Emma is now taking a shot of Amaro. Oh, it's go. lovely and fragrant, it is nice. isn't it? It's really nice. nice. Yeah, go That's ahead. nice stuff. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. All right. Congrats. Yes. Oh, you, got you know, I forgot that it's it's sweet, isn't yes, it? Yes. Okay. Finette is the one that kind of goes. Whoa. Can I can I see your glass again, please? Let me no, you bring can't. Bring that over okay. here. I didn't know that Annie Leibovitz was. I, clearly, you did not, because Emma's eyes are crossed. I said it know, uh, yeah. with such conviction as well. I was I was confident. I didn't know. So she sorry. might not have taken photos of naked babies. I said that too. Uh, okay, yeah. Scott, you're zero for one. <laughs> yeah. Or one for one if you're wanting Emma to drink. Yes. Here we go. Question number two. Is it La Impero? Limpero. Limpero. I'm yeah. fucking the worst. Limpero. Yeah. After you opened Limpero in 2002, what magazine declared that you, quote, raised the roof on Manhattan's School of Italian Cooking? Oh, fuck. What magazine said oh, that about come you? Come on. I'm going to make you do this. I think it was Gourmet Magazine. 
is that? And it was Jonathan Gold. If is I, if I that your final answer? Yes, that's that's it. Nice job. Thank you. Nice. I'm sorry. Nice. I should have had right. more confidence in you. Here I right. go. I'm going to take a shot. Scott got it right. Here we go. Uh, yeah. That, that's not going to happen often. So. Very <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I appreciate right. the applause. It Thank is you. actually really, really nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is. Uh, that's why I made the game this way. If we were, if the theme of tonight's show was grain alcohol, we wouldn't be playing this way. And just for the listeners, I'm so sorry. It must be dull because it's Dan's quiz and you're not drinking. But yeah. this is really, it's a very good digestive, isn't it? It's very, it very helpful yeah. for getting that food to go down. It really, because you know what? I had some of the meatballs earlier and I feel like yeah. I have to fart. Light so, is yeah. Oh. It yeah. must be that. It oh must my. be that. No, that's I'm saying right. it's, it's yes. making it go down. Yeah. Let's just move oh on. Move on. Of All right, here we go. Run. <laughs> Kidding. I'm joking. I don't fart. All right, question number three, Scott. In 2004, Food & Wine magazine named you to its annual list of best new chefs in America. Yes. Can you name at least three other chefs who are on that 2004 list? Oh, fuck. Three uh, of the yes, ten. I can. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Graham Elliott. And that is correct. Thank you. Uh, Rob Evans. That is correct. And, uh, oh, shit. Um, fuck. Just take your time. Yeah, I'm going to take my, give me a minute. You got to. Have there. a little time. I do remember I was the most handsome. Uh, her <laughs> name was Melissa. <laughs> uh? Melissa Perillo. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, was that it? Marissa P Perillo? Melissa Perillo? Maybe. He raised a finger. Like you got it right. Woo! Yeah. Holy shit! Wow. Man. By the way, I am so self-absorbed. I can't believe that I got <laughs> no, that. No, you got that right. <laughs> I and, like uh, it. Others, others on the list: oh. Scott Dolich, yes, Rob Evans, I Dominique Filoni Savona. Yeah, uh, yeah, good Eric friend. Michelle Klein. Eric Klein is also he worked for Wolfgang Puck out here. He's okay. an awesome chef. Yeah, Mark Orfali Pigali. Yes. Hey, that's the name of the restaurant, Pigalli. Oh, Pigalli. Oh, Pigalli. Pigalli. Mark Afali. Uh, Bradford Thompson. Bradford Thompson. From Mary Lane's. Mary Lane's. And that's right. Matt Wolf. That's right. All right. So, Brad, wait. Brad I have to Thompson. take this shot now? Jesus. Oh. And Eric Klein were oh, the yeah. other two I was going to go to. Okay. There's good, two good, down. good people. Good yep, people. It was go. a great group. Fill that glass back up. All right. You're doing well, man. You're doing well. You're two for three. <laughs> How many questions are there? There's five that? questions. Okay, it, there's good. always too many. Now, what are you talking about? This is nothing, riveting. Nothing. It is riveting. Question number four. You've made multiple appearances on Martha Stewart Live It. When Martha Stewart was a kid growing up in Jersey City, she worked as a babysitter for one of the following people. Was it Frank Sinatra, Flip Wilson, Ozzie Nelson, or Mickey Mantle? In Jersey City. Martha Stewart was a babysitter for Frank Sinatra, Flip Wilson, Ozzie Nelson, or Mickey Mantle. I mean, Flip Wilson? Where? The, I mean, it must be Flip Wilson, right? It come, where did that come from? I'm going to say... Is it, I, I'm gonna, Just no, go with I'm Sinatra. Not gonna say Just say go Sinatra? Big. Should I say Sinatra? No, I never get it right. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, let's... <laughs> I'm trying, to get I'm trying to get leads over here. Five seconds, so, please. Five uh, seconds. Ozzy, uh, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. You're right? going to go with Ozzy Nelson. Yes, Ozzy Nelson. That's Final answer. Do. Yes. Is that, was that you? It's a <laughs> it was me. <laughs> That's the meatballs. The meatballs. <laughs> no, you got it right. It was just the meatballs. Uh, <laughs> no, you're wrong. The answer to that question, Mickey Mantle. 
Come on. I didn't know he lived in Jersey City. Mickey and his wife, Marilyn, had four sons, and Martha Stewart used to watch them and organize a couple birthday parties. So she now you're two, it's two I for will two. Tell you, yeah, so I, this will be me, then. This is it. You've got to do that shot, Emma. I'm actually looking forward to it. Big fan of Martha Stewart. Really? She came She's and said, amazing. I'll right? tell you, she came and said hello to me at a restaurant one night. I was sitting at a table. She walked over. She said, Scott, I just wanted to stop by and say hi. And I was like, holy shit, Martha Stewart just came and said hello to me. And I said, fuck you, Martha. I'm fucking eating over here. Do you mind? <laughs> no, it's, it's a Don Rickles joke. But I, but I really was so like, holy shit, that's Martha Stewart. That was really nice. I want to ask, nice and be really honest, when you heard that she was going to be doing a show with Snoop Dogg, what did you think? Well, I, so I was doing Beat Bobby Flay with her when she told me she just got picked up and it wasn't announced yet. So I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, that's pretty awesome yeah. and, and she is just I know it sounds weird but I just I love her I just think she is awesome I really do I mean she is such positive energy can I say every this time I find, I find her oddly I just find her attractive don't Martha say Stewart. oddly no not oddly she but I mean she's, she's, a very, she's a beautiful, she's a beautiful woman, woman but I'm yeah. saying like even you mean am she's I getting, not am I digging myself she's a not hole now she's not older than, she's, she's older but I think I would date Martha Stewart. 100%. Still, I would By date way, her now. Yeah, she wouldn't date you, though, because she yeah. has great taste. <laughs> Why, <of course>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bailing me out, okay. by the way. Uh, you know when you start saying something, it's the Amaro. All yeah. right, final question. Have final question. Drink. Final question for Scott. Well, I might. If you get this right, I will have another all right, drink. All right. This is the final question. You've also appeared on the CBS show The Talk. The Talk. You've yes. been on The Talk. Yeah, I have. Which of the following hosts of the show... Am I friends with? Here we go. Oh, you would make it about you. Of course. It, what's the name of the show? I know it's Aisha. I'm going to say Aisha because you're a cocktail guy and she loves good cocktails and food. And I'm going to say it's Aisha. Damn it! Is that your? Oh wait, not yeah, damn it. Yeah, yeah, is that yeah. your final answer? That's my final answer. Am oh. I right? Oh. Damn, you got yeah, it right. Get that Amara down, you she's dear. A, she's also power, <sighs> and she just left recently, right? She, she did. did. Yeah. So she's doing some directing, and I mean she she's is directing a movie, and she's power you know, she's woman. I love her. Aisha's the I best. Love, yeah, she's. Well, great. listen, uh, Scott has to go. I you date with Martha the Stewart tonight, right? Martha yeah. Stewart. Yeah, she's he's, uh, going on a date with Martha Stewart <laughs> later, and so he's got to get out <laughs> yeah. of here. I go. I got one more question where I can't let you go without asking you this because yes, we yes, I, we love to go around and do this. Italian restaurants. Give me your favorite Italian restaurants in America. Okay. Have you ever been to Emilio's Bellato on Houston Street in New York City? No. Awesome. Okay. It's so much fun. It's really that, you know, it's kind of Hang like on. Rayo's. I know producer Bo's Bean. That guy puts wine corks in the water when he boils the octopus, and it's the best grilled octopus you could ever imagine to have. Emilio's Bellato. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Have the octopus. In New York. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's one. That's one. It's kind of like Rayo's, that Italian-American, mm -hmm. like Italian-American-style sure. food. Um, you know, I, I love Michael White. I think Michael White is a phenomenal chef, uh, okay. and, I, and I would eat many of his restaurants. Uh, he has a restaurant, I Fiori and Morea in New York City. I love them both. Um, is there I, anything outside of New York? Uh, here, and Angelini, here, okay. I, I think it's awesome. What about in the Midwest? Anything in the Midwest, in the middle of the country? I, I don't get out much. No. no I don't Dallas, get, I, Texas, anything down fly, there? Fly over, the flyover states. Arizona? Arizona. I have a restaurant called Mora, which is awesome. Chris Bianco is in, is in uh, his pizza places. Is, I mean, Chris is, not only is he a mensch, but he is, his food is really spectacular. One more. Vegas. Vegas. What about Vegas? Vegas, favorite it, Italian restaurant? Oh, shit. 
Uh, Are you saying oh shit because there's so many? Or there I've not are been stars? to oh shit. Is it good? <laughs> is it is it where it's where they do oh, but it's the restaurant? Can I oh shit? I got it. All right. No, I have I one. More. Give me another. Tell me. England. Uh, Locan Locanda Locatelli. Yes. Also, Brad Pitt's favorite Italian yeah. restaurant, so you are Giorgio, like him. Giorgio's, everybody loves Giorgio, Look right? at this. He has a, another restaurant called Zafferano, right? Zafferano, yes. which, is, which is really good. Mm -hmm. um, We're going to all these places. There's, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's so many. Paris? I, I've never eaten Italian food in Paris, but I will tell you this. I was there a couple years ago for my wife's birthday, and I, we stayed at the Bristol Hotel, and we ate at Epicure which is a three-star Michelin restaurant. And I have to tell you, I was like a, I was like a child. The food was so good, I almost started weeping. <laughs> I, ordered a, <laughs> I ordered a bottle of 1990 uh, Chateau Lafitte, and it was just so beautiful, and the dinner was so exquisite. It was just, it was fucking amazing. It was really amazing. I just wanted to face plant the food. <laughs> it was like awesome. When you have awesome. those wanting to face plant food moments, <laughs> do you also want to run into the kitchen and say, Tell me everything. What well, are you doing? You know, one time I was at Meadowwood in Napa. Oh, yeah. Um, and Chris Costow is the chef Is the chef there. I literally, I, I don't know. Uh, Freddie and I, actually, the, the chef here at the Ponte, we were there together. It was a few years ago. I walked into the kitchen and I literally hugged every single. It was so <laughs> emotional. I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. This is why I do what I do. It was just so good. I was weepy and, and pathetic. And I was walking around hugging all the cooks, and he's like, Scott, I got like six HR violations right now. Could you get the fuck out of the kitchen? <laughs> now I feel, <laughs> now I feel bad about yeah. the farting joke. I feel like yeah. I've brought it all down. <laughs> Just keep bringing it up. It's fine. That's so, <laughs> Scott Conant, uh, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. really much. And thank, thank you for having us here at the Ponte. Uh, we're going to come back right after a quick little uh, pay the bills thing with Ryan Wainwright, yeah. and we're gonna he's gonna we're gonna go through some amare and a little some cocktails maybe with amare, and we'll be right back after this. Hi guys, it's Emma Patterson from Drinky Fun Time, and there's something I seriously need to share with you. I don't particularly love my hair at the best of times, but finding the right hair color is the absolute bane of my existence. Not only are hair salons horribly expensive, you can just while away way too much time in there. I've spent far too long flicking through three-month-old celebrity magazines that I don't give a crap about while waiting for my perfect hairstyle. And guess what? I have left more times than I can remember with the wrong colour. Colours that just haven't suited my skin, my brow tone or my eye colour or it's over-processed, or worse, it's been yellow before. Even when I've tried drugstore box hair dyes, the shade is always unpredictable. I never know what I'm going to get. But, you know, being blondes, it's always a gamble. But it shouldn't be. I want to share right now that I've found a solution. E-Salon offers professional-grade, completely personalised colour created just for you, and it's delivered right to your door with your name on the bottle and with instructions on how to get your hair just the way you want it. Just go online, fill out a super quick, easy questionnaire, upload your photo, and your personal colourist will formulate your individually blended colour from over 15,000 pigments. So you have that salon-quality personal touch right at your fingertips. And if you have any questions, the hair colour experts at eSalon are just a call or an email away. It really could not be easier. And you've not even left your home at this point. And if you want something a little bit different next month, just ask. So this is your colour 
You've created it yourself with the help of Isan and they understand and they want you to get it just right. Plus, there's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So really, if you're not completely happy with your colour, eSalon will give you either a free reformulation or a complete refund. It's amazing. Get 50% off your first box at eSalon.com slash drinky. That's D-R-I-N-K-Y. That's just $10 for your personalised hair colour. That's eSalon.com slash drinky. Okay, welcome back. Uh, that was Emma Scott Conant. He's our boy, man. I like him. He's a he's a good guy. He's a really he's good guy. Fun. He's fun, and he knows how to cook. Apparently, yeah. That's what I, I mean. You had his meatballs. I don't know. Well, how are they uh, how are they going down? Uh, they're good. And you know what? The, the other thing is happening here that's really good are the drinks. And this show is called Drinky Fun Time. So I think it's time to really we've had some shots of Amaro. But now it's time to talk about Amaro and talk about drinks made with Amaro. And so I want to bring out somebody right now who knows all of that stuff. Ryan Wainwright, everybody. Yeah, oh, Ryan yeah. Wainwright. Oh, my God. It doesn't get old. I didn't know you used to be no. a school teacher. Oh, wow. Somebody's digging deep. How are you, man? I'm all right. All right, so, I'm gonna, so I've known Ryan a long time. Emma's known Ryan a long time. Ryan, back in the day, used to work at one of the most popular places in Venice, California, yeah. called The Tasting Kitchen. And then you went on and became like a superstar. You is went. That, you, is that you, what they're saying? You took over the world, it, right? You went. You, you a bunch of international competitions. Yeah. You uh, weren't you uh, George Clooney's personal bartender for a while? No. <laughs> you became a voice of authority in the uh, the beverage world. Is that correct? Oh, that's exciting, Emma. Thanks for taking it away from George Clooney. Well, you already said no. So oh, figured. sorry. My bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. I already it. ruined that one. Listen, I'm trying to make him sound more important. I yeah. didn't say George isn't his buddy. No. no you know not. George Clooney? No. Brad Pitt? No. Uh, Dan Dunn? I do. I was going to say the only, the only guy I know. Because <laughs> that's who he's going to mention. I'm the he's most sort of the sloppier version of them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so Ryan, uh, the, the the program here is great, and, and tonight we're talking about Amaro, yeah, or Amari if you're doing the plural version of it. So give us your spiel on Amaro. Yeah, uh, so Amaro is actually something that's been around for a very long time, a lot longer than things like bourbon, let's say. Yeah, uh, and I just sort of break it down to people like this because every single one of our drinks has an Amaro in it here that's on the menu. Okay. So everybody, I get this question a million every times. Drink. Every drink. Every wow. drink has a little bit of an Amaro in it just to sort of bring out different flavors of different things. But I always say it's sort of like making a tea, but instead of using water, you're using overproof spirit of some kind, a distillate, usually grape or grain or something. And then you are throwing, instead of tea leaves, a bunch of herbs, spices, citrus peels, all kinds of stuff in there and letting it sit and steep. And that's in tomorrow. Sounds very Christmassy. Yeah. It can't, I mean, we can go really Christmassy. I like to. There's one that's, I, I literally tell people, tastes like making out with Santa Claus. Oh, God. So if you want to, we can, t I can take you to a dark place. <laughs> I mean, I just literally thought to myself, what would that taste like? And I thought to myself, boozy. Yeah. Probably some cigarettes. It's a big <laughs> He's night. He's a big smoker. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a bit of a dry pastry no, I, mouth. I think cocaine, too, because he does he, he get through the night. You know, it's he, a long night. He's up know. for hours. He's a bit old yeah. now. 
I don't think... I um, so I have a Negroni, and the Negroni is obviously a very classic drink. Yeah. Uh, it's credited to an Italian nobleman named Camilo Negroni. Yeah. Uh, he was known far and wide. He was like a surly dude, and he'd come to America, and he was spent some time here slugging whiskey and riding the bulls, and then he got back... And he went down to, I think it was a Torino, a Cafe Torino. Supposedly, yeah. And he wanted an Americano, but with more kick to it. Yeah. And the bartender's name was Fosco Scarcelli. Yeah, which I'm really impressed you said that. F- yeah. yeah. It, 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 I'm not terrifying. reading this, by the way. I'm not, not reading, reading this. It. No. But, uh, no. And Fosco Scarcelli didn't want to trifle with him. And so he, the added oomph to the drink, to the Americano, was he swapped gin for club soda and in so doing created a drink for the ages the negroni did i get that right i mean that was like that was like poetry how about the italian stallion i am a philadelphia native so i'm assuming you named this after rocky balboa the italian uh, stallion no i didn't i named it after uh scott conan is he the Italian Stallion? He was labeled the Italian Stallion in one of the reviews that came out, and I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever read. Okay. And I said, I'm going to make a drink that's pink, and I'm going to call it the Italian Stallion. That's what we're going to have. It's Siete Leguas, uh, yeah. Blanco Tequila, Lime, Aperol, and Honey. That's yeah. the drink we're going to have. Yeah. We have a, an Italian Stallion coming. We have three bottles of Amaro it's true. in front of us. We've got the Finette, the classic now, talk to us about hot. that one. If you go to like your holistic like Rainbow Acres, I don't know if that's probably only here, but they will, and you say, I have stomach problems, they'll give you wormwood tincture, yeah, which is literally overproof alcohol, wormwood steeped in it to hell and back. Yeah. I mean, it'll make your mouth shrink back into your face like that bitter beer commercial. Yeah. But yeah, that, it really does help. And yeah. these were all designed, I mean, like this one comes from 1894. And so it, that's the Amaro Luc- Lucano. Lucano. And it's not just about you know, tasting good or, or being even necessarily regionally specific, but there were health benefits. You would go to a doctor, you would say, hey, my, my stomach hurts, my hair is falling out, I, you know, it hurts when I do this, and they would give you booze. By the way, Ryan, not, not to interrupt here, not to interrupt, but my elbow's killing me. Can I yeah, have some yeah. of that tomorrow, exactly. please? Ow. But no, no, truth be known, my mom used to give me brandy i think for colic so there is some truth in it. alcohol's always had a part in our life that's what i love mm. about sort of history and everything all right so what are we having now what is this so one? this is the amaro kamadi and it's it's very specific to that sort of coastline region this is uh coming from the genoa area it's like citrus bright very like you can imagine being in an orchard by the sea, walking through grass, it's like all right there. Naked? Uh, can, I, can I be naked in the orchard? Ooh. No, no please, one wants that. No, but please, literally I want, no one. I'm so literally into this no now. One. It's got mintier flavors, Salud. I Salud. feel. Thank you for mm. saying that. Yeah, I just wrote tasting notes on this today, actually. So, and mint was one of them. What does a bottle of this cost retail? Uh, I have no idea. I've never seen it in a store before. You've never paid for booze in your life. I've right? never had to pay. People just hand me things, and I and I sell it. This is so good. It's, it's on the brighter side. So this is, you know, Amaro Maletti, you know, Montenegro, Nonino. All those ones are very bright and, uh, and, and in the sweeter realm of Amaro. Okay. Let's get into the dumb Amaro. I'm, I've had it with the bright stuff. Let's, bright get into stuff? The dumb, yep. let's get into the dumb stuff. By the way, that brings up an interesting thing. When, when people come to your bar yeah. and they ask you, because this happens a lot, where people come in and they say, hey, man, you know, what do you want to drink? And they say to you, 
dealer's choice or make me something. Yeah. How do you uh, how do you assess? Oh gosh. Does the, 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 the look? Hang so on. You, you're going to ask him. Let's make this more complicated. Yeah. Bring it on. How do you assess me? I'm. All right, Emma comes in. Emma comes in. And 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 you go, you size me up and go, oh, okay. No, let's role play. Let's role play. You just walked into his bar. Okay. And you'll say, can I, how can I help you? Good. Here we go. Uh, hi, I remember you. Your name's Emma. Wait, what are we doing? You're not (laughs) supposed to know her. Oh, that's right. That's my bad. Yeah, you don't know her. Okay. But, okay. Welcome, uh, welcome to the bar. Yeah, right? welcome to the Ponty. This is nice, isn't it? Look at all the yeah. bottles you've got. I'm yeah. overwhelmed. What should I drink? Well, the first, the first thing I'll have to ask is, what are your spirits of choice? I'll drink everything. I'm British. That's a fair answer. And, okay, so what kind of day did you have? Today? Yeah. Horrible. I'm British. I love it. So, uh... Well, Excuse me, man. Can I get a Red Bull and vodka? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just Do playing. You? He's back at the tasting kitchen. <laughs> there we go. Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry, uh, no, no, seriously. I, I could say, you know what? Actually, no, um, no, no. I'll, Ryan, I'll, you look like a Ryan to me. And ha- have you already had dinner? No. You haven't. Perfect. No. I'm gonna make you uh, probably a martini, like a oh, classic martini. I'm definitely gonna get drunk on one of those. They're yeah. really strong. And it's definitely gonna make you happy. And take the edge off. Yeah. What kind of martini is it going to be? I'm probably going to make you the one that we have on the menu because I'm doing a plug now. So Emma looks like a martini person? Well, based on her day and everything she told me, she was, she was hell-bent on me knowing she was British. Yeah. Well, hell-bent. That, that, no, no, no. Don't take it back. It happened. It did. We no, can't walk back from I that. I do have to explain, though, that because we tend to, in England, downplay everything. Everything's a little bit worse than it was. Is that a downplay or an upplay? So if you said, how was your day? The last thing I'd think of was the best thing that happened. I'd actually think, you know what? Maybe he's had a bad day, so I'll just say I've had a bad day too. You're such a dank people. That's a... The British. That's really, dark. They're really dark. And I always thought I was dark, but that's... Mopey and... Yeah. yeah. You see? You and I get along? I, we already do. Well, wait, I don't know you. That's right. What if I walked into the bar and I said, hey, I want a drink. I'd say we don't serve your kind with here. <laughs> I know. That's really a no, smart go move. on, Dan. What would, you, what would you serve, Here's Dan? what I want. So you, let's say I come in and I go, you know what? I want something with tequila. And you see that drunken British chick at the yeah. end of the bar? I want to get with her later. What should I have? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna give you whatever is the strongest thing I can make with tequila so you leave her the hell alone. You can't <gasps> even get out of your yes. seat. Yes. <laughs> Thank All right, God. fine. Let's move on we to this last Amaro. What is, what is his last one? Because I already took a sip, and it, and it kicked killed my you. ass. So now we're going into the world of holy shit Amaro. Yeah. And there is a really Amaro. serious holy shit Amaro world. And this is a style that's called Fernet. And Fernet is an Amaro. Yes. Uh, but it's also a style. There isn't just one, although Branca is the very popular one. Yes. There are some that came before Branca, and there are many that have come after. And this is one of the mo- more recent ones. It's actually made in Oregon. So I, I just threw you a curveball. Wow. Okay, so this is flavor-wise so dramatically different from everything else. Everything got, else. The sweetness is gone, gone from this. This is like this is a this is like a fuck you, Amar. Like, do not try me unless you're ready to tango here. Yeah. Right? Like this thing is and not you love for the it, fate of art. I do like it. I See, really there do. you go. I, I knew it. Pour it all over my chest. This is serious up. So you're tasting a lot more of those bitter herbs that they use. You're tasting the wormwood for sure. You're tasting even some gentian. The mint is still there. I the, do mint taste the mint through all three has been prevalent, mm-hmm. but it's another. It's a whole other world of mint. I don't want to say you're, you're holding it together. 
I don't but want to say harsh. Cry. Yeah. I don't want to say harsh. <laughs> I saw her but take I a step harsh, and she's like. Yeah, I think harsh might be the right it's word harsh. for this. Yeah. But I love it. I think, and you know, honestly, if you're mixing a drink and you're doing something where it needs that really bitter finish, uh, this would be an amazing ingredient. But just a quarter ounce. Just a little bit. To would anyone come in and order that? Neat. Uh, that are not oh, straight? No. Yeah. Oh, no, God, no. Okay. no. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like my gums are trying to get out of my mouth. No, we ha we have the largest selection of Amari in LA here. No shit. No joke. What I think last check seventy seven. All of them, all of them have my stamp of approval. So you can come in and try any of them, and I guarantee you it will be an honest representation of that style or region. I'm gonna say this right now. If you're out there listening. And you come to the Ponte, and you walk in, there. and you, you order an Amaro, and you say, don't even say this anything else. Just go, drinky fun time. Yeah. Ryan will give you $1 off that Amaro. No. I'm making that offer no, right I'll, now. No, I'll make you drink this Fernet until you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's listening to this show has got to have a screw. You'll leave happy <laughs> and with excellent digestion. Emma. I guess we have to do one more thing time. before we go. Time. From the Drinky Fun Time News Desk, here's Emma Patterson with Booze News. Oh, it's my favorite part because you don't get to say anything. Yeah. All right. So, turns out, and I'm bringing this back to England, the Queen, that is the Queen of England, drinks on average four cocktails a day. Now... Yeah. According to a report in the Business Insider, so that we don't get in trouble, they said it first. She's 91, our monarch. She's wonderful. But she has a gin, and I hope I say this correctly, Dubonnet? Dubonnet. Okay. Gin and Dubonnet with lots of ice and a slice of lemon before lunch. <laughs> By lunchtime, she revs up a bit. She has a dry martini with lunch. And then to finish lunch, she has a glass of wine with a piece of chocolate. She loves it, apparently. Loves it. Then, somehow, she doesn't fall asleep, though I suspect she probably does, I because would. she doesn't have another drink for a little while until, oh, she decides to go to bed, and then she has a nice glass of champagne. Before a, a, a bed? Little, a little 6.30 night. p.m. See, that's <laughs> the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Champagne before bed. I mean, that's a crime. Yeah, I'm, I'm she's off on 91. That. I don't care. She's been, you don't just get she's to been the queen for six decades. What about an well, Irish coffee If she or doesn't know like something about something... Then, no, no, um, she doesn't. If she's drinking champagne before bed, she doesn't. She's out. And, I'm sorry. And Dubonnet. You know, Dubonnet, their big ad campaign was uh, back in the 70s ready with Pia Zadora. Do me a Dubonnet. That was the, no, that was the ad campaign. I read that the Pia only Zadora. reason it's still in existence is because the queen... Drink. Willed it. She it. <laughs> Are you shitting on Pia Zadora <laughs> right no, now? She just she the just power did. of Pia Zadora. Uh, is she going to do their new ad campaign? Because nobody's heard from Dubonnet in a while. We, it's we been need, a while. I would it's like her to life. be their brand rep and come in here and sell it to you me. You and Queenie. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with Ryan on this. Yeah. Like, champagne. Before bed? Before bed. That's like oh, doing a shot. Oh, you've never of, done that's that. That's like, I'm going to bed. Let's, let's have let's some fucking some tequila. Blow. Hit some blow. <laughs> and then go to sleep. And then let's yeah. pass out. Yeah. Woo! You that just don't do champagne. You have, I bet you've done that. The Queen is crazy. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Uh, but in good news, um, there was a horrible story this week. I didn't even need to look at my notes for this one. There was a horrible story about the fact that the copper cups that you drink a Moscow mule out of are actually poisonous to us and that the acid in lime that you put in the Moscow yeah. mule is turning the copper, is making it 
It's releasing it into the liquid and poisoning us. It turns out, as of today, incorrect. Unless you're drinking your Moscow Mule out of a copper frying pan or anything that's not lined, you are not going to That's how I drink my Moscow Mules. Out of a frying pan. I like to warm them up a little bit. Put them in a frying pan with a little little butter and some garlic. Just really work that with. It's a savory Moscow Mule. Uh, I'm okay. Are you saying I'm okay? We're all fine. I'm not going to die. What I'm trying to say is... Huge relief for everyone who likes a Moscow no, Mule. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I have a problem with the Moscow Mule. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'll smack you right I now. I'll smack you. But I really... You, there's, right, go ahead. Like, okay, so it was... It, people want to tell me it's a classic cocktail. And they're always like, it's, it was originally served in a copper cup. Here in Los Angeles. Everybody. Made everybody that orders one. Invented I don't, in Los Angeles. No, 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 no. It's a classic drink from... from from you know some old timey bartender somewhere, okay. and they want. And my whole thing is, okay, I'll give you. Let's say that's true, even though it's a hundred percent not, and we all know it's from the fifties and all that. Anyway, Stoli, God bless him, good job. Or is it Smirnoff? Smirnoff. Doesn't matter. Smirnoff. That's Smirnoff. it. Uh, but here's the thing: who was like, oh, let's put this drink in a precious metal vessel? Like we're gonna bang out some copper, which is a precious metal, and we're gonna drink out of that. Gypsies. I, I guess I, I just can't. I can't get involved in this. It's, it comes in glass here. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to say my final thought on the show. You're offended by the Moscow Mule. I'm offended by the fact that you called this Italian stallion an Italian stallion and will not acknowledge. I won't do that it. Rocky Balboa it. is the original Italian stallion. I well, I acknowledge that he was, but I'm uh, I'm on the Scott Conan train. Son of a bitch. I All know. right, I'll give you a pass. He knows which side his. His bread is buttered. He does. I felt like that hurt for you to say. He does. You were I like, just, oh, I just thought to this myself. is a gluten-free channel. Can we not? <laughs> so you know what happened now? We're ending this thing. I want to, uh, I want to thank uh, Ponte for having us and Scott Conant for being on the show. Can you get rid of that music? No, I love the music. And, of course, Ryan Wainwright. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll get rid of the music. I just... <laughs> and I'll put on this music. There we go. It's time to and go home. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Down and bedtime. Uh, Thank uh, you. Next week on the show, we're going to have somebody great, and we're going to talk about the Moscow health mule. benefits of the Moscow Mule <laughs> and how wonderful it is. Uh, but thanks for joining us. Follow us on the in, in, Instagram, all that stuff. Ryan, where do they find you? Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram, Vision With, in Motion. At Vision in Motion? You know it. Yeah. And uh, we are at Drinky Fun Time. It's we true. are at Drinky Fun Time. And now we're going to go drink and have some fun. Night, night. Bye. Cheers. Audio. Let's say uh, Seinfeld was on an island and he was blowing Boris Karloff. What would, it, what would that be like? <laughs> it might go something like this. Oh, Mr. Koff, I loved you and Frankenstein, and I love giving you a blowjob. Why, Mr. Seinfeld, I'd love having you 